Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape this show. Join us each week for comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hello. Hi. So, <laughs> what an episode, eh? I actually love this episode. I was watching it, and I think I probably only watched this episode once. Um, and there were twists, there were turns, there were angry Dean. <laughs> like, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Adam's dead. What? I know, right? Yeah, let's get that cat out of the bag. I, I had completely forgotten that, the, that part of the episode. Yeah. When it was revealed, I was like, I went, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Me too. I was like, "Um, uh, excuse me, this, how does this happen then? Because. (sighs) This is going to sound really awful. I don't feel as bad about what happened to Adam now that he's already dead. (laughs) Yeah, but he was brought back to life. Yeah. To only to only suffer then for a, like for to be tortured for ten years. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, thousands of years. Time works differently in hell. That's true. Yeah. Um. Okay. I don't know why it, it took some of the guilt. I'm, I'm maybe I'm thinking too much like an angel these days. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we're we're talking about Jump the Shark, uh, season. Four, episode 19, uh, written by Andrew Dabb and Daniel Laughlin, and directed by Phil Segresha. Um, so also before like we get into this episode, so I mean, I mean thinking that Jump the Shark was like a literary thing, like, so one definition of it is like showing the beginning of the end or like, you know, it's, it's reached its peak and it's just going to get worse from here. And oh boy, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes from the Happy Days episode, right? Where the Fonz yeah. literally jumps a shark. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it funny that they were trying to say this is when Supernatural peaked? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it kind of did. It kind of did. I was, I was thinking, like, should I say that? No, I should say that. It kind of did. Because, like, so again, I was also thinking, like, you know, so Kripke was thinking that season five would be the end, right? Yeah. Though he'd written up to season five. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously crescendoing to that point. So a lot of the stuff that's like the revelations that happen in this. Yeah. It makes sense as to why everything kind of unraveled after this. Because all of the progress that they made in their character, like Dean realizing, like at the end, like realizing who he is in comparison to Sam. Yeah. Ooh. gets completely all undone because they had to because there was nothing it's like, like yeah they we, had to build it up again we did all the character growth and like we don't know how to grow these characters anymore so they're just gonna regress <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah i mean again like i i love this episode i mean just the revelations that come out of it, all the character work is really on point with mm-hmm. how I feel Sam and Dean come across and 
it just, it ties into the fact that we all know John Winchester's a massive douche. Yep. <laughs> and and then there's like Dean apologizing for him. There's, mm-hmm. there's Sam getting angry. There's a lot. I love it. There is a lot. There is a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's I I love Dean's initial reaction to Adam. Yeah. And then like how he he kind of picks up the dad older brother mantle again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Adam. Um and Amy made a fair point before we started that like Adam is the same age as actually we are because we were both born in 1990. <laughs> Which he's so, just a baby in this, like yeah. 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a tragedy this episode. Adam never had this interaction with them. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. He never got to meet them until... <clears throat> Yeah. Which, oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? The poor this poor kid. The confusion. Um oh, yes. These ghouls are the reason why everything gets messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So really it is all John Winchester's fault. Yes. He was he was he was the righteous man that started it all. He was the catalyst for the apocalypse. Just saying. Like yeah, it this a lot of things wouldn't have gone down if this hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the hunt hadn't happened in nineteen ninety. Huh. Hmm. I wonder if this is also the beginning or not maybe not the beginning, but like more solidifying the fact that maybe hunting things that aren't actually hurting people yeah is the right way to go well yeah we kind of i mean we kind of know that already right mm-hmm. um john doesn't see things in shades of gray and ultimately it messed everything up <laughs> his, <laughs> his his fury towards monsters and um you know not having any kind of compassion for them, I guess. I mean, you can't help being a ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because it, exactly. it implies in this as well that ghouls are born and not made, right? Mm-hmm. So, he's, yeah. Monsters and Supernatural are victimized for, be, like, literally being born as monsters. It's almost some kind of parallel between Sam and Dean being born into their, like, terrible fates. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've pretty much gone through the entire episode. That's the end of it. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice short one. (laughs) But uh, let's get into it and get into some of the details of this episode. The nitty gritty. Uh, The nitty gritty. (laughs) (laughs) Of this episode. So we start with a recap and it's a lot of John and Sam's interactions and them arguing and then the bits of them like fighting different monsters and then it's also got a bit of Sam and Ruby doing their like blood thing and then uh, Cass warning Dean about uh, Sam's chosen path Mm. um, and that Dean saying that you know if if I didn't know you, I'd want to hunt you. That line still still kicks me right in the lady parts. 
<laughs> so uh, we're then in a hallway and a woman is being chased uh, by something. We don't know what. Um, we briefly see a picture of her and the young man, which we all know is Adam. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that at that time. Um, she gets into a, like a bedroom and pulls like a cabinet in front of her. Yes. In front of the door. At, and I was like... What am I ever going to do? Because I don't have like a china cabinet like that anywhere in my house. How am I going to stop the zombies from coming in? (laughs) That's it. You know, you need to buy that turn of the century chinaware cupboard. (laughs) Otherwise, you're you're meat, Annabelle. (laughs) I know. Oh, dear. Whatever am I going to do? Like, I don't don't have one of the, like you said, turn of the century um, chest of drawers or anything. Nothing. I have one large bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. <laughs> they never mentioned that she dragged this wardrobe in front of the door. Nope. Nope. And it's just not there later on. Yeah. It's, they, it's the locked room mystery that no one ever mentions. <laughs> so. <That's very> <laughs> the pounding on the door stops, so she assumes that she's fine. So she sits on the bed and they do the horror movie trope of showing her feet dangling off the side of the bed and at this point i'll sit on my sofa which i like i can bring my legs back and like kind of dangle them a little bit and i was like nope and i lifted my legs off no 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 the camera gets closer and closer to her feet and then she's inevitably dragged underneath the the bed Mm -hmm. um and as she's trying to like crawl her way she grabs the bedside table and it falls over and it's got a picture of John Winchester. <laughs> Such a weird picture. It's a weird picture. It's weird that it's on her bedside table. It's just a like is she is she okay? Like in in the brain? Is she a little stalkerish maybe? Yeah like she never got over John Winchester, love of her life, John Winchester. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah he came around but like not often like i don't think it warrants you having his picture quite literally next to your bed i mean she's definitely like what's it holding a torch for him yeah yeah hmm i mean may- maybe she was his port in a storm to, to like maybe they were still seeing each other when he visited maybe you know and then he just disappears for 2 years man what ass. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute ass. There's so many implications in, in this episode. Like, I feel like John was probably, I mean, in constant communication with her and Adam. And can you imagine him just like sneaking off to have these conversations with her on the phone, away from yep. Dean? It's like mm-hmm. duplicitous. <laughs> Dean would have been eight years old? No, six years old. So later on, Adam says that John didn't come back into his life until he was 12. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that wasn't that long ago. And Dean and John definitely would have been hunting together. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. It's just rude. <laughs> it is just rude. So he was 18, so it would have been six years ago, which is two years just... So he, John got in t- contact with his long-lost son mm-hmm. when his other son ran off. Yeah. 
Is it the was it the guilt? Was it the guilt, Annabelle? Driving one <laughs> I... son away, thinking, oh, this time, the third child, I'll get it right. The first two can write them off now. The, the, the third child. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes without saying, we're not fans of John Winchester on this podcast. <laughs> no. But I feel like this is, I don't know how you can watch this episode and be like, oh yeah, he was a great dad to, to Sam and Dean. Like, mm-mm. I, mm-mm. I, it, it doesn't, it's, it's the lying, it's the like sneaking around, it's, and you know it would have been like the gaslighting, right? So like, you know, if he goes away and stays in Minnesota with them and like Dean's like, where did you go? He'd be like, why do you need to know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he, he also knows what an archetype of a dad should be. He knows, he clearly knows how to do it, but maybe he can only do it in short bursts and that's why it yeah. kind of worked out for Adam. Uh, so, we, it, Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> he wanted an escape from his hunter's life and he had that opportunity, but he never gave that opportunity to his sons. <sighs> yeah. This is why, this is this. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. It's just, it's, it's actually very selfish. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Dean even says, like, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. This is going to be the episode, guys. Um, <laughs> Dean even says later on, like, me and you, Sam, we're in it. We don't have a choice now, but Adam does. So he mm-hmm. he is, he knows that this was an escapist fantasy for John. Yep. Hit. I I love this episode because I hate this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love this episode because of the feelings that it can invoke. Yeah. (laughs) I was having this conversation with someone the other day. Sometimes you just need to watch something to get angry. There there is media that I watch just because it makes me kind of mad. And I feel like it's an important outlet because I'm not a very angry person. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have some kind of outlet to that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually politics debates that's what I watch to get angry oh gosh I've heard some of the stuff that's been going on in the English yeah. one. <laughs> I guess it's, it's that and Supernatural <laughs> 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 oh, man. but at least with Supernatural you get to look at some pretty faces that that's are not gonna true. like screw you over <laughs> yeah that's very true <laughs> <laughs> okay so so we go to like uh, the side of the lake and the Impala is there and, and Sam is on the hood of the car brushing his teeth. I love this little look into their lives. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, the reality of them living out of their car, like we haven't really seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is just a nice little window into that because Dean's asleep, but he's asleep across the front seat rather than the back. So I guess it's implied that Sam was sleeping in the back until yeah. he got up. But he's like so wedged against the window. He looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> he's wearing John's jacket yeah as soon as I saw that I was like oh no this is this is gonna be one of those episodes it's one of the few times we see it buttoned up as well because mm-hmm. it's obviously cold what's interesting is with this is he gets the phone call which we're gonna talk about in a second and then it it cuts scenes and we don't see that jacket again this whole episode until the end yeah uh, <laughs> um yeah. what that's saying about how Dean feels about John in this episode I'll let you guys read into that <laughs> <laughs> or we won't you might say something <laughs> or I might say something let me clarify I might say something <laughs> so you know Sam um 
and Dean talk. They're just going about their their day. Dean's hungry. He tries to get a sandwich out of the car, but it's like tuna and it's been in there the whole night, so he doesn't eat it because good choice. Good idea. That's yeah. Good, <laughs> he made a good choice in this one, Dean. One of the few good choices. And then a phone starts ringing and uh, Dean digs around in the glove box. What is a glove box called in America? Glove box. It's still a glove box. I thought it was called something yeah. else. I don't know why. Um, and he finds uh, one of John's old flip phones and Sam's like, isn't that dad's phone? And it's a young guy who asks for John. And first of all, Dean says like, well, he can't come to the phone. And then it's Adam, you know, who's saying, I'm Adam Milligan. He knows me. Dean like tells him that John's dead. And um, then Adam says like, oh yeah, well, I'm his son. So... <laughs> Dean's face is like immediately. It just drops. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. I can see how that would like his stomach and everything just goes. Whoom. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> exactly that. So they go to um this place called Wyndham in Minnesota, and they park at a cafe. It's really funny because how many scenes did Jake Abel get to do just in a cafe? Like during Supernatural, I feel like they should we should cut together all of his scene time and then work mm-hmm. out what percentage of that was in a cafe. <laughs> I'm gonna say like ninety five percent of like the I don't know forty five minutes that he gets on screen. <laughs> Probably less yeah. than. <laughs> that. So they they get out of the car first of all, and they talk at the trunk. Um, because Dean's like locking and loading, getting ready to yes. meet this guy. Um, Sam says that he's been checking him out and he seems legit. Like he was born on the 29th of September, 1990. Um, there's no father listed on his birth certificate. <laughs> he's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> I don't know why that's really funny. <laughs> um, and he also graduated from, from high school with honours and he's currently on his way to being pre-med. Uh, so he's gone to college. Dean doesn't seem very interested because he just says that this is a trap as they walk mm-hmm. in. When they're actually in the cafe or the diner, Dean's completely focused. He's like quite rude to the waitress as they sit down. Yeah. And he like does this whole setup, like he moves one of the chairs over to their side. Um, when the waitress brings him water, he switches it out with holy water from his flask mm-hmm. and puts it down. Well, meanwhile, Sam's just got John's journal in front of him, like flipping through it and saying, "Like, this checks out. Um, you know, he exists." <laughs> so it's funny that, like, so Sam's looking to John for answers, yes, and Dean is looking at Bobby for answers because this is all Bobby's doing, right? <sighs> Setting up traps for what you assume is a trap. Yeah, because he even, like, the switching out the silverware as well, is such, is that's a very Bobby move. The holy water thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's another bit later on in this episode as well where he looks to, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why this stood out to me. <laughs> For the first time, I kind of had a real good thing about John's journal, and I'm like, I'm sure that when they've marketed John's journal, they've always given out as like a notebook. Like, you know, like, and it's definitely a file of facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that hit me in this episode specifically. 
Um, that's true. That's actually really true. I didn't think. I and it makes more sense yeah. because with a file of facts you can add pages. Huh. That's pretty. So um, I don't know if everybody knows what a file of facts is in America. I don't know if they. Oh, okay. It's it's like a binder, basically. It's like a small version of a binder. It's an A5 binder. I have, still I makes have no one. sense. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's book size. It's a book mm-hmm. size binder. And you can go to... It's a very 80s thing, I think. But they were still quite big in the UK um, for a while. Like, I have family members who used to use them. And buying one was also almost like a rite of passage that, like, you're organized enough to have one. <laughs> I have one. I have a pink one. It's actually signed by Osric Chow. Oh. It says AP on it because it's like a study tool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can buy pages and different inserts to put in it. So you can get like a diary each year or you can have like notebook pages or like mm-hmm. your address book in there, wherever you want. It's it's great. Everyone should buy a file of <laughs> I love it. If you're into like bullet journaling and stuff, like it's actually perfect because then you can take out all your pages for the year and you can file them somewhere else and then you still have the nice cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, just add word <laughs> for Filofax. <laughs> so uh, Filofax is like a make of binder, right? Oh yeah, you can get like yeah. generic ones, and you can mm-hmm. get ones in all different like patterns and stuff as well. I'm sure a supernatural one must exist out there. Actually, I'm gonna oh, look I'm sure. later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know what I was just like. Yeah, I mean, it's a very John thing to have. Like it's a very '80s item, so it makes sense. Um. <laughs> That was a weird tangent. <laughs> I mean, Dean said some funny lines. One line I do like here is as he swaps over the holy water, he says, Once a bejesus juice, this evil bitch is going to be in a world of hurt. I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to holy water as Jesus juice, okay. He's not happy because he's like, look, you're using dad as bait. Like the la- That's the last mistake of whatever this is, like short, pitiful life. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam points out an entry in John's journal that says, like, in January of 1990, he w- went to Minnesota to check out a case about nine months before Adam was born. <laughs> and he's like, it's a coincidence. <laughs> and sounds like, well, if it is a coincidence, the next two pages of the journal are torn out. Again, if it's a file of facts, why has he left the torn page? You could literally take the pages out with no trace. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> convenience <laughs> so, you know Sam does say like dad would be gone for weeks at a time and he wasn't exactly a monk like you know sometimes you go into town you, you kill a monster save the girl and sometimes the girl is grateful well now I'm thinking about dad's sex stop talking <laughs> which is I mean it's funny because that's literally what they have done multiple times yeah <laughs> Yeah, they Multiple have done times. this. Yeah, definitely. They have got the girl at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both as bad to each other as well. <laughs> Sam says... Maybe you slipped on past the goalie. Dude. I've never heard that phrase in relation to impregnating someone. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, first of all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this this is an Andrew Dabb line. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I didn't catch that when it came up. I kind of was like, what? Oh, gross. No, no. Um, so, 
even even Dean's not having it because he's like, dude, he's like, dude stop. <laughs> Why are you talking about our dad having sex? Stop. <laughs> so the door, the bell, like you're going to have got one of those bells on the door and it goes off and, and Adam Milligan walks in. Jake Abel looks so young. He does. <laughs> They really did a good job of aging him down in this episode. Like, he does look, like, 19, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just compare... As well, I think his stature compared to Sam and Dean as well. He just looks smaller than them. Like, mm-hmm. he looks like a younger brother. Yeah. They also did quite a good job in casting, because I feel like he looks like he has some Winchester genetics. There's mm-hmm. something there. I can't quite explain it. And like the shape of his face or like the... Yeah. He's got uh, blue eyes as well, I think, doesn't he? I yes. Just, there's yeah. just... There's something there that's like Winchester jeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sam waves him over and, um, you know, introduces them both. I mean, Adam's got like a backpack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh his baby. And he asks how they knew his... You know, how they knew John. And, and Sam says, we worked together. And then Adam says, how did he die? And Sam says, on the job, which he questions because he thinks John's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And Dean just says, a car fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm pretty sure that actually happens. I mean, they did get into that like, truck accident. So it's kind of... I know that didn't kill John, but like it kind of did as well. It was a catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They could have just said car accident. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, a car fell. Anyway, whatever, Dean. Um, <laughs> so the waitress comes back over and she clearly knows Adam because she says, like, do you want the usual? Um, and then, you know, takes it. I love these, like, watching Adam use <laughs> stuff, like, the traps, because, like, he goes for the water and they kind of both lean in to be like, oh, oh. <laughs> the tension of the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he successfully manages to drink the water. And then I don't think you ever kind of see him get brought food, but he does get it at some point and, like, pick up the utensils. Mm-hmm. As, as this tension is happening, Dean decides to get his gun out too as extra insurance and, like, has it pointed at him under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, he only puts it away once he kind of, like, passed those tests. Like, during all this, they're, they're having a chat as well. And, and Adam explains that, um, he didn't know who else to call um, other than John because now he's his only family because his mother's missing. Dean's immediately defensive because he doesn't even really ask about like the case. He asks like, well, if you're really John's kid, how come we've never heard of you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, Adam explains that like John and him didn't really know each other until a few years ago because his mum never talked about him. Like he knew a, a few things. Basically... Adam's mum and, and John met in the ER because it's like post-hunt. He came in at the end of a hunting accident. And all Adam had known at that point was his name was John Winchester. And then when he was 12, his mum had one of his numbers. And eventually she decided to call him because like Adam was like, please, 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 please. God, when John heard he had a son, he raced to town. I mean, he dropped everything. He drove all night. And I said out into the room as I watched this episode, 
but he didn't come when Dean was dying. And I could see that processing on Dean's face when Adam was saying yeah. that, like, oh yeah, he found out he had a son, he dropped everything, he came to see me, blah de blah de blah. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, just like that time he dropped everything when Dean was like dying in face. Oh, what about that conversation in home? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, I yeah, I hate John Winchester. Yep. They deserved better. I mean, Dean even says, well, that's heartwarming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Dean. I'm I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry to have a better dad, Dean. (sighs) He talks about John a bit more as well. And, and, you know, he says that he taught him poker and pool. He even bought him his first beer when he was 15. So this sounds like John. (laughs) Yeah. Um, showed him how to drive and he was like my dad had this beautiful 67 Impala and Dean's like no that's enough you've <laughs> driven my car this, this is beyond the pale and he says you know what you're lying mm-hmm. and Adam's like how why, How are you calling me a liar and he's like no we're his sons me <laughs> me and Sam <laughs> <laughs> and Adam's not really perturbed he's just says, like I have brothers he's so, like, so, so sweet <laughs> And Dean says, like, no, you don't have brothers. Look, man, I don't know if you're a hunter or what kind of game you're playing here. Um, And Adams says, I've never been hunting in my life. He doesn't know about anything supernatural at this point. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, we have to put this isn't Adam, but. (laughs) Yes, but it has has all the memories. Exactly. So it's close enough to his, probably is close enough to his personality and everything. Mm -hmm. Dean wants to leave. He's like, I've had enough of this. And gets up and Adam says, I can prove it. <sighs> Poor Dean. I like he's so yeah. angry about this. It's the it's it's the lies. It's the lies. It's my dad knew t- knew how to be a dad, but didn't want to be a dad to me. He let this random kid drive my car. <laughs> that was probably the biggest thing because it is dean's car like we've, we've already established this in, in the beginning like the thing is like the driving of the car is it seems to be a very important milestone and like the winchester growing up thing because you know that john mm-hmm. taught dean how to drive yeah i had canon that dean taught sam how to drive though while john was off mm-hmm. and away somewhere not necessarily in the impala but in a car, yeah. And then we see it later because Dean also teaches Jack to drive, you know, his son. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like you can't initiate someone into the Winchesters if he's not a Winchester. Exactly. <laughs> right. So they go to Adam's house and he shows them a framed picture of him. Right. All, I have to say, all the pictures in this are so badly photoshopped. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, and there's one of John wearing a baseball cap and Dean's just like looking at it like... He took you to a baseball game? And he like looks at Sam and like widens his eyes like, what? What is this? Where are we? I mean, can he's probably also thinking, uh, if he still remembers, I don't know, but like the, the gin episode yes. where John is part of a baseball league with his like work friends and mm. what have you. Like, he knows that baseball is like a huge, was a huge part of John's life that he never shared with his sons. That's so true. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
<laughs> so funny the idea of John playing baseball. I have no idea why. It's just so far removed from. I mean, this is probably the problem that Dean's having. It's so far mm-hmm. removed from the John Winchester we know that it's hard to reconcile in your head that, oh yeah, maybe he used to play baseball and like. Uh, so I guess we'll see that in the Winchester. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Sam says, like you know. Look, you can see in his journal, September 29th was his Adam's birthday in 2004. Mm-hmm. He had written Minnesota. He took you to a freaking baseball game? Like he's still stuck on this. <laughs> yeah. And Adam just says, yeah, why? What dad do with you on your birthday? And there's just no answer to that. But so many answers come to mind. It's just like, he went hunting. He taught him how to do something. Like it was never, like, I don't think they, they wouldn't have celebrated their birthdays. I think there's like um, some kind of novelization or like John, they did publish like a version of John's journal. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. in one of them, it talks about Dean turning 17 and he lets him go on his first solo hunt or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, birthdays are very different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, Sam gets them back on track. Adam, you said you called Dad because your mom was missing? Yeah. How long has she been gone? And so it turns out she's been gone for three days and their neighbour had seen her last. Um, Sam asks if he called the police and Adam's like, well, you know, the hospital did because she didn't turn up for work and then I drove down here because he'd probably been at college um, right. and then bl- but blames himself. He is a Winchester, really, because he's like, I should have been here. <laughs> 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 the brooding is, in, is actually genetic. Yes. <laughs> So they, the police searched the house, didn't find anything. Again, didn't find the locked room mystery that apparently had occurred, but okay. And Adam said she wouldn't leave without telling anybody. It's like she dropped off the face of the earth, you know. Well, so we know that, that at this point they are the ghouls, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they would have probably moved the dresser out of the way. That's true. If they climbed I mean, out it... the vent. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> 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 okay, fine. <laughs> So they go up to, um, so Kate is the name of Adam's mum. They go up to her room and, you know, they kind of look around, not really finding anything. They said there was no sign of a break-in, etc. You know, Adam says, do you think the cops missed anything? And Dean's like, they don't have my eyes. And Adam just says, you're a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam asks Dean, what else can you tell me about dad? And Dean's like, well, you knew him. And Adam says, not as well as you. Like the first time kind of conceding that, he didn't spend as much time with John as, as Sam and Dean did. Trust me, kid. You don't want to know. Real proud of your dad there. He did a stand-up job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sam appears and, and Dean walks off with him. And they, they talk together without Adam. And Sam explains, like, no leads. But he did find a paper dated January 9th, 1990. Um, it says, missing bodies found. So it was the case that John was working on. <laughs> and mm-hmm. in the... <laughs> I found this so funny, I don't know why. There's a picture. And then it zooms in on the picture and there's this, like, John. And there's, like, peeping out behind a tree, like, hi. Well, I don't know if he's, like, in the crowd. I mean, it looks like he was hiding behind a tree. Let's <laughs> see. Because it's, like, a whole bunch of police officers, like, pulling out bodies from this place. Yeah. And it looks, well, to me, I saw, like, a whole bunch of people. For a moment, it kind of looked like Dean was like right next to him because it's like a smaller person. Like, yeah, how awful would that have been? But no, they're probably with um, Bobby at this point. I'd hope so. Yeah, I definitely hope so. Or like, well, they are probably actually in a motel somewhere. 
You're, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. So yeah, it turns out in 1990 there were 17 grave robberies, um, and that's probably why John was there to check it out. Sam says like last month there were corpses going missing again, and three bodies had gone from the local cemetery. So Dean's like, well, you know, so whatever he was after, it's back. He didn't manage to kill it. And then whatever it is, is, is moving on from corpses to fresh meat. They're assuming that Kate has been eaten. <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that, like, this is another unfinished John Winchester case. Yep. And it's another, like, kick in the face to who they thought of as John. Yep. Right? They now have, like, a brother out there. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I feel like this, this was the straw that, like, broke the camel's back for Dean of, like, why do I look up to this man so much? I mean, it, it probably was built back up with the, like, torture with Alistair and, like, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I've been, like, told that John Winchester was made of a different stuff. Yeah. But then it came crashing back down with this, which it should. He's just a dude. Like, stop looking up to him so much. He's yeah. just a guy. <laughs> You've actually met God now. Yeah. Like... <laughs> you don't need to idolise this man anymore. Like, he's just a guy. <laughs> So Sam pulls out another piece of paper. There's a picture of a guy who's got like some quite distinctive glasses. His name is Joe Barton and he was a local bartender and he is also missing. Hey, does your mom know Joe Barton? I don't think so. Why? As Adam sat on the bed, Dean notices underneath his feet some like scratches on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets Adam to help him pull the mattress up and they see that there's an air vent underneath the bed. Sam and Dean do like rock, paper, scissors mm-hmm. <laughs> without saying anything. They just look at the vent, look at each other, start doing rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. Dean pulls scissors, Sam pulls rock, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, oh, okay, fine, every time. In the air duct, we, we, it starts off with the camera inside the air duct, then we see Dean like pull himself through. First of all, why did they bother doing rock, paper, scissors? Because Sam never would have got in there. <laughs> That's very true. Also, I'm very disappointed. You could tell this was not a better than episode yeah. because there was no Die Hard reference. Right? Where was the Die Hard reference? They had a perfect opportunity. It was there, ready to be written. Dean could have said as he's about to go into the event, about to get my John McClane on or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or like Yippie Kaye or. Yeah. Like. Have a little laugh. Do a little... Like, just something. Something. Just something. <laughs> Where are the diehard references? <laughs> anyway, I would not be in this event. Never in a million years would you get me in this event. What if you nope. got stuck? The thing that got me, though, was that I thought this was a one-story house. <sighs> so I thought he'd gone underneath the house, like, into the crawl space. Yeah. So when, he, when you see, like, a lamp, I was like, oh, they were upstairs. Okay, they're now <laughs> seeing, like the living room or whatever i was so confused at like the thing is like to get out he would have had to go out of that other vent like head first it would have been really awkward so i wish we had seen it mm-hmm. sam maybe had to come and like catch him because well, he, he, i'm sure that the vent is like you can't like just push it open i think it's probably screwed in so for us like yell up the vent or like bang on the grate and be yeah. like Hey, unlock it. <laughs> Come get me out of this one. <laughs> Sam takes ages. It's like, hi, mm-hmm. Dean. How you doing in that? But on the other side of this T-junction, away from that vent, uh, he sees just bits of person. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to describe it. It's just it's bits. <laughs> it's, a, it's bits of Kate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she is presumed dead at this point. 
So uh, we're then at the motel room that they're staying at and Dean, because he's stressed, is cleaning his guns. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's so close to an innuendo. Like, it's so close to one. So close. (laughs) Very, very close. Uh, There's a knock at the door and it's Adam and he's like, well, who who are you? Mm -hmm. I just realised it says they're at the Kismet Hotel. Do you know what Kismet means? It's like a serendipitous like meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's what it means. I'm sure that's what Kismet means. Basically, bringing people together who are supposed to be together. Oh, it's usually used in a romantic sense, but yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Chuck is having a chuckle right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> Sam tries to calm him down, and Adam's like, "No, he's not having it. Like you, you know, you, my house is now a crime scene." My mother's probably dead and you two just disappear when the cops show up. You know, who are you really? Cops didn't know where to look for my mom, Dean, but you did. And I heard you talking earlier, something about grave robberies. Before Adam comes into the room, Dean like covers the gun, but not Mm -hmm. very well. As Adam's talking, he notices the end of the barrel. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're not really mechanics. And I, you know, I want to know what's going on. Dean just will not answer him. And Sam just says, we're hunters. And Dean's like, Sammy, like, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adam says, what do you mean by hunters? And Dean just shakes his head and it kind of like fades to the parking lot and then fades back into the room. Such a weird fade out. I've never seen that in Supernatural. Like, why, what's, what's with the... It was so weird. But it kind of made sense because it kind of indicated that time had passed. Like, I understood that time had passed rather than it being like a sharp cut. That's true. And they can't do the Star Wars wipe, so okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some time has passed and they've explained everything to Adam saying, so basically every mo- movie monster, every nightmare that I've ever had, that's all real. And Dean obviously makes a joke about this. He says Godzilla's just a movie, <laughs> which maybe it's not. He, they're too afraid to fly, so they've never been, they've never met Japanese, like hunters yeah maybe (laughs) godzilla is real (laughs) (laughs) he's just not like thousand feet tall it's the baby one yeah i i kind of hate and love sam in this episode Mm. like he he gets to be the big brother right um i'm I'm not i'm not a sam fan in this episode (laughs) no yeah and Adam accepts that, like, that they are hunters and that their dad was a hunter. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to say? And Dean's like, well, gives the, like, well, we're liars, that we're crazy, that nobody just says, okay. Um, and Adam's like, well, you're my brothers. You're telling me the truth, right? And he's like, yeah. And then I, sh- I should believe you. This should have been the first clue that something was up, I guess. It's like someone stepping into the TARDIS and not making a bigger on the inside reference. You're like, oh, something, <laughs> something's up with them. <laughs> yeah. But he also distracts them because he's like, so who took my mum? Like, they, yeah. the need, well, at least with Sam, like, the need for them to be the hero mm-hmm. kind of outplays their logic <laughs> a I lot feel, of the time. I feel like them not clocking that this is ghouls was really bad hunting on their part because even not remembering this episode I'm like okay grave robbing is definitely a ghoul <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm no hunter 
<laughs> but they don't even they don't even like it doesn't seem to cross their minds. They're like shapeshifters and demons. Um, well, this I guess this is the beginning of their like narrow focus. Yeah, right? that's true. Because eventually, like all other manner of creatures, sort of gets thrown out the window, and it's always a demon and it's always a shapeshifter. Like they don't. Yeah. They don't think about other possible things until it like actually is that thing and they're like oh yeah I forgot yeah, yeah. Other... oh is yeah like, is ghouls he... exist man yeah <laughs> <laughs> is it a werewolf is it a vampire is it a demon is it a ghost like that's kind of it that's true the end. yeah you're, uh, you're totally right actually yeah it's never anything different mm-hmm. no. there, and there are some cool monsters in Supernatural as well that never get brought back yeah, yeah. so Adam wants to help they figure it's a multiple of, multitude of things that it could be. And he's like, you know, this thing killed my mum. If you're hunting it, I want in. Sam is like, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, maybe this is a good idea. Let's play into revenge. No, Sam, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that voice was, but like it's it. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Sam's being an idiot voice. <laughs> Sam says, well, he lost his mother. Maybe we can understand what that feels like. But Sam, you don't have that same connection. No. You were six months old. Yeah. Like you saw what it did to your family, but yet you completely ignore it. Like you can't equate that they're trying to Jessica with Mary. Mm. It's, It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. And Dean says, why do you think dad never told us about this kid? Why do you think he ripped out the pages? Dean answers for him, basically, <laughs> yeah. says to, because he was protecting him. Dad's dead, Dean. It doesn't matter. Do you, do you think Dean is jumping on the protection train quicker than Sam because Sam has been used against Dean one too many times? So he's like, this, I know where this is going if we try and like bring him into the fold. I think... Dean all too well sees Sam in Adam, right? He's a kid. He's trying to get his life together, started college. And I think, I think Dean feels great guilt over bringing Sam back into the hunting like mm. lifestyle. And he's thinking, I'm not doing this to another kid. Like, I don't want to do this to another kid because mm-hmm. he is so not on board with him learning anything. Like, you know, he's saying like he, he tried to protect him for a reason. Like maybe John could see what was going to happen, like what was going on with them, like Sam and Dean and how mm-hmm. their lives were going to go and didn't want that for Adam. Like <laughs> at least Dean is learning. I think like Dean is learning from John's mistakes. Yes. Um, because he has made the same mistakes with Sam. Because John wasn't around, so he had to be dad. It, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, so he he based his framework on what he had, which was not good. <laughs> yeah, there's no blame for Dean there. He was working with what he had. You're completely yeah. right. You know, so um, and he didn't know who else to turn to when John went missing, so he pulled Sam back in. Mm-hmm. But I really think knowing like him knowing now what that has brought about like the apocalypse and you know mm-hmm. sam with his psychic powers though he doesn't know where they're coming from yet but he thinks sam's on kind of like dark path i mean mm-hmm. dean has a a self-hatred that we can only imagine that he know everything's his fault so if 
Sam goes to the dark side, that's totally his fault because he pulled him back in in the first place. Like, it all comes back to that. And if he did the same to Adam, I don't think he could forgive himself. Or worse, if he got him killed. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, if you equate that to, like, Jack, (sighs) the fact that he can make him, like, all-powerful now is maybe a little bit of, like, a a relief, but not really. Yeah, Jack's a complicated one. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing, right? Sam and Jack are fairly similar. They both have powers that they don't really fully understand, and they've both done terrible things with them. Mm-hmm. I do feel like some of that storyline is deemed very out of character and not being overly protective of him in a way mm-hmm. that he is to Adam here. This is This whole interaction here is more how they should have dealt with the Dean and Jack storyline. You know, why is this kid getting pulled into this? We should be protecting him from um, the supernatural stuff, no matter where he's kind of come from, because we know Mm -hmm. what happens once you get mixed up in that stuff. That's true. Rather than punishing him for being who he is. Like, it's so out of character for Dean, and I'm sure we'll discuss it further (laughs) when we get to those episodes. We have literally... A long time before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this should have been the the, the Dean and Jack conversation. Definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Can you imagine Dean having this conversation with Cass about Jack? Right? Yeah. But, yeah, Mm, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want Adam to have our lives, okay? And we're going to respect his wishes. Well, you, you don't have to. That That's not a reason that, like, you can just not do that because of your reasons. It doesn't have to be John's reasons. That's true. Yeah. Like, let your own morals guide you for once, Dean. Because I actually think <laughs> you're on the right track this time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Adam tries to intervene and says, you know, can I have a say in this? They both say no. That's great. Um, and Dean heads for the door and is like, oh, babysit the kid. He's going out to obviously work on the case dean has left sam sighs and adam asks is he always like that <laughs> sam's response is just like welcome to the family i mean the truth is yes dean is always like that I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah he's angry because he cares <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a good way of showing like affection but it's dean's way <laughs> yes yeah and then Sam just defies, you know, Dean's orders mm-hmm. um, as as the way it is right now in season four. Yeah. Uh, Dean said, I know what Dean said. And I know what it's like to want revenge. I mean, yeah, he's on the revenge path. He's on he's on the on the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's so gun ho? I, I picked this up in this episode in, in a little bit. Yeah. But do you think he's so gun ho about Lilith because he wasn't the one to be able to kill Azazel? Yeah, do you know what? I never really thought of it like that until he did say uh, the line that he says in this episode. And I'm like, oh yeah, your revenge was taken away from you mm-hmm. by Dean. I think, yeah. So I think Lilith is almost the next thing. I mean, that it's also kind of, that's how revenge works, right? It's right. not satisfying, so there will always be something else to go after for Sam. Mm-hmm. There will be the next thing and the next thing. Like if it's if it's not Zazel, it's Lilith. If it's not Lilith, it's Lucifer. Like right. <laughs> if it's not Lucifer, it's God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's always it's never ending, and I think Sam even says that himself at some point in this episode yeah. too. 
Yeah, he definitely does. So uh, Dean is at the cemetery where the three bodies have been um, taken. Mm-hmm. And the director of the cemetery is just, you know, explaining who this... So it's called a tomb, but I thought it was a mausoleum more than Yeah, tomb. I did too. I don't think we really refer to modern mausoleums as tombs. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're, I'm going to call it a mausoleum because a tomb sounds too depressing. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got multiple generations in this mausoleum. And Dean says, they don't build them like they used to anymore. <laughs> and the director says, Tell me. Agent Nugent, have you thought about where you might like to spend eternity? And that could be taken in many ways. <laughs> I, this line, it sent me. I love it so much. So I'm like, yeah, he definitely... <laughs> and Dean just says... All the damn time. Do you think that Dean thinks that when he dies, he's going back to hell? Yeah. <sighs> because of all the bad things he did in hell? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine having that hanging over your head. Like... You cannot die. Like, you must be like... He, he probably wants to give up, but he is not allowed to because he ha- he will end up where he was. Exactly. Which makes his, like, slightly suicidal tendencies worse in, mm-hmm. in these series because if he thinks he's going back to hell if he dies, is he just at the point like, well, I'm going back there anyway. Might as well. Might as well happen. Mm-hmm. Might as well go out swinging. Yeah. Might as well, you know, might as well save as many people as I can before I go back to torturing souls in hell. (laughs) Yeah. Now that Alistair's gone, who would take over that spot? Like, in hell currently. Is this where Crowley's starting to, like, climb up the ranks? (laughs) Shimmy on up. (laughs) What are the spots? Just, like, worm (laughs) is my intro. Um... I mean, the thing is, if Dean went back to hell with Alistair gone and that power vacuum surely the person to step into it would be dean as his apprentice you would think so but i'm also like would he though because the only reason why he did it in the first place was to get off the rack and it was because alistair was just horrendous with being on the rack if it mm, i don't know like i like, feel like that you... would yeah i don't know do the demons there being like, hey, you can't skip the line just because you were a favourite? <laughs> I think it's more like he wouldn't trust himself not to yeah. be that person once back in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what did Alistair stay, say? Like, you left a piece of yourself and how... That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I like some cheery thoughts <laughs> in this episode. Also, um... Dean doesn't know that heaven actually exists. Like, he knows that angels exist. Yeah. But that doesn't... For him, you know, he has to see it to believe it. Yeah. So, until an angel says, oh, well, heaven is actually real, mm-hmm. then his fate is, I'm always going to go to hell. He just needs Cass to come and be like, Dean, look, if you die at this point, like, it's all right. Like, we'll, we'll, I'll, just take, I'll just take you upstairs. Like, it's fine. So <laughs> um, apparently that changes because, you know, once a, hell, a soil goes to hell, it can't go to heaven. I, I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> no, don't let it go. Don't let them off the hook. Don't let those writers off the hook. They wrote that. They should have to stand by or at least explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say Dean looks very good in this scene. I like this look. This FBI look with the like black trench coat. Yes. Why well, was no yeah, more, please. 
and the, the like boots that he has too. Yeah. Um, it was it was a good look. It was a good look. Good look. Yeah. Which means he probably like changed in the car, right? Because <laughs> he leaves in one outfit and then arrives at the mausoleum in another. That should have been in baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to do a case. No, let's watch just like awkwardly get changed in the back of this car <laughs> into our FBI scene. <laughs> Because, like, the entire thing, because he's got the, the, the trousers and everything, so he would have got completely down to his pants. Yeah. <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Change his shoes, everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dean notices just something on the side of the of a coffin, and he puts his finger in it, and he's like, well, this isn't blood, and it's embalming fluid. Um, he's does... I honestly thought he was going to lick it. I thought he was like, going to lick it. it. Yeah, I thought he was going to lick it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then again, it is like a dead body, so hopefully he wouldn't. <laughs> and the, so the director says, it's embalming fluid. Um, whoever committed these crimes didn't just take the corpses. They opened them up. <laughs> yeah, gross. Ghouls are gross. Just saying. Yeah. And they can't I mean, help it, but they're gross. They're making up space though, aren't they? Like... <laughs> <laughs> It's true, they're like the earthworms of monsters. Yeah. They, they serve a vital purpose in the ecosystem. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I'm sure what happens though is that stupid humans probably put an empty coffin where that person used to be. Yeah. So the space is still not still taken up. Exactly. Come on, it's at a premium, people. <laughs> so Dean is at a bar and he's sort of unfolded this paper with the picture of Joe on it. And the bartender comes up and says, first beer's free on the house for cops, feds too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously playing up the fed angle because there's no way he doesn't he doesn't know he looks like a fed. <laughs> he looks, he's, he's got that world-weary look that they put into all cop shows, right? Where he's like, yeah. ah, a day on the beat. <laughs> <laughs> she says, you know, uh, you've got a law and order vibe. <laughs> So they can do a Law and Order reference, but they can't do a Die Hard reference. Right? <laughs> you know he's watched that movie. I bet they Sam and Dean have a furious debate whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Yeah. Is it a Christmas movie or is it a Valentine's Day movie? I know some people who watch it on Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah. But it's set at Christmas time. I know. So it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. I agree with you. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> There'll be no argument from me. <laughs> Dean will argue that it is a Christmas movie and Sam would be like, no, it's just an action movie. Get over it. Yeah. And it's a d- he'd be like, and it's a dumb action movie too. Yeah. Dean would be like, <gasps> <laughs> So Dean shows the picture of Joe and he says, I assume you know who this is. And she's like, oh, maybe a little bit. I'm his wife. <laughs> yeah. And she's called Lisa. And he asks, you know, what, what do you know about the disappearance? And she says, same thing that I told the sheriff. He stayed late Friday um, to do inventory and never came home. And the police don't know anything. And she was afraid that, you know, they weren't going to do anything Mm -hmm. until he showed up. Dean looks over the, like, liquor bottles and sees, like, a picture of Joe in, like, what looks like a Mounties outfit. But I think it's (laughs) sheriff. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He was a deputy in the 90s. Mm Mm-hmm. I hate that she says a long time ago. It's like, 90s was not that long. I mean, now it's longer, but... <laughs> it wasn't long ago then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Joe was the one that worked on the grave robbing case. 
Dean inquires how like it got solved and she's like well most of the time he said it was good solid police work but after a few beers he admits that he had a little help from a specialist Mm -hmm. and that's all he would say yeah Dean asked did the cops ever find the person who stole the bodies but after a few beers he'd admit he had a little help from who a specialist that's all he'd say he worked with John and they killed the ghoul, so it's fine. <laughs> they took that ghoul's clad clean off. Clean <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, back in the motel room and Adam asks how John really died. And Sam just says demon. Mm-hmm. I mean, John really did. He did not have a hunter's death. No, well, no. Well... He traded his soul. Like, that's... He did not go out fighting. He gave up. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, he didn't really go down swinging, you're right. He wouldn't get into Valhalla with that one. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Wind it down. Got revenge. Dean killed it. So this is this is both the, the line that we both were thinking that Sam's not satisfied with that revenge because he didn't get to have it. Yeah, it's... The way he says it, it's almost like there's some resentment towards Dean for killing Azazel and not mm-hmm. him. I don't know. It, it felt, I felt that <laughs> from Sam. Yeah. I guess because he, ha- he gets such satisfaction now from killing demons because he's using his powers and he feels powerful and it's, it's a big high for him, right? Mm-hmm. And I bet he thinks it over in his head like, oh man, I wish I could have used Azazel's powers against him. Like that would have been yeah. such good justice. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Sam would take Azazel out himself. Do you think it would have been a Ruby knife against Tammy situation? Uh, I don't know. Would Azazel's powers have worked against him? Probably not. I think they always needed the cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he would have liked to have tried. He would have liked to have tried, yeah. <laughs> Especially after what he did to Alistair as well. Yeah, because he was fully like, he is proud of himself for what he did to Alistair. Oh, yeah. 100%. He tortured him and killed him. <laughs> I mean, the torture was short, but... Do you think... Oh, do you think killing Alistair is almost like, in a weird, twisted way, a little bit of payback for Dean killing Azazel? Because Dean kind of needed to kill Alistair. Like, that would have been a very, like, cathartic mm-hmm. moment to finally get rid of him. I mean, I don't think it would have been good for his psyche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, again, because the brothers don't talk yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, never did. Like, I don't think Dean would ever admit to that feeling, but mm-hmm. he definitely holds resentment for it. On top of, like, the fact that Sam used his powers to do it. Yeah, yeah. They literally <laughs> killed each other's demons. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> and it actually made things worse. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to live with your demons, not kill them. <laughs> I need to accept the demons. They are, yeah, you know. um so and then adam says so it's over for you and sam says it's never over yeah this is what i mean about going on to the next big bad right you kill one where's the next one where's the next one sam's right it's never over Mm -hmm. never ever over (laughs) 
unless you until you get to the top yeah which makes the last episode make no sense <sighs> because they got the thing at the top yeah it makes me think of anime right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a really good example of uh, the, it does something that supernatural kind of does if you ever you remember tang and top and gurren lagan yes right so they start off killing robots that are like normal sized Mm-hmm. By the end of that series, they're they're killing robots that are the size of galaxies. Yes, I do remember this. And then they kill the big robot. And then what happens to the main guy? Well, he just becomes a hermit and lives like sad times for the rest of his life. I'm just giving away a lot of Tang and Topham, but <laughs> like they kind of do the same thing. <laughs> the thing is, it kind of made sense for his character, though, because he wanted to get out of his situation. He got out of it, but along the way, he, like, all his friends got killed. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I'm, I've done I've done the thing. I'm not doing the thing anymore. But that's what I mean, that to equate it with anime, like, he, he, killed the, he killed the big bad. Like, Simon killed the big bad. Mm-hmm. And then was like, okay, now I'm going to go live the rest of my life. All my friends are dead, but I'm going to do the best I can, right? He does become a hermit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad, but like, there is no one left. It kind of should have been the same in Supernatural, right? It's like, I've killed the big bad. Okay, going to go live my life now. Mm -hmm. Mourn my dead friends. (laughs) The thing is, in Supernatural, not all their friends were dead. Go go live your life with your remaining family. Like, There was, Bobby was still there. Yeah, oh, no, Bobby. Uh, Sam had Eileen. Yeah. Oh, no, Charlie. Yeah. Jack. Like, <laughs> I mean, Jack said he wasn't going to be, he was going to be around, but not really. Yeah, but he could have been, you know, just pop in every now and then. They they had one more mission. They had one more mission. Mm. The fight actually wasn't done. <sighs> Can't leave things unfinished like that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. And I guess Sam is right. It's never over. It's never over or we wouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) And then the lights go out and something's starting to rattle in the vents of the uh, motel room. Sam goes into the the bathroom with his shotgun. His face while he's doing this, I just, it was so funny. It's blooper reel, like, material yeah it really is i wonder if they could actually get like a serious take <laughs> i bet that's on the blooper reel like I, I can't remember the season four one but i bet that shot is there <laughs> i wouldn't i would imagine so <laughs> sam says it's in the vents and he shoots up at the vents nobody else in the motel does anything no that, that kind of motel i guess yeah i guess so uh and this is sam says let's let's go uh they run towards adam's car which is like a big old pickup truck yep sam asks for the keys he throws them over adam heads to the passenger side mm-hmm. while sam goes to the driver's side and as he's trying to get the key into the door because it's that old of a car like you can't just do the remote lock <laughs> boop, boop. um <laughs> something pulls at sam's feet and like starts to drag him under mm-hmm. adam comes around and starts to pull him try and pull him out mm-hmm. Dean comes along and saves the day. It does, it like pulls up like, my brother's in trouble. We're like, <laughs> Sixth sense. Like, yeah. I need to get back there. I'm right there. His savvy sense is tingling. Savvy, yeah. <laughs> um, 
because the impala is still running like he just put it into park and just like go out um <laughs> he grabs the other arm of sam and they manage to get him free dean like leans up against the side of the car and shoots the shotgun like underneath the car i really like how they did this because yeah. it's like above and you saw the f- muzzle flash from like both sides of the car it was really good i loved this shot yeah yeah um, and then they all kind of like flop to the ground. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was an intense situation, guys. <sighs> so they managed to get Adam's truck out of the space where it was to kind of figure out what Sam had um, been pulled under by. And it turned out that he parked right over a sewer grate, which is kind of still open. Um, Dean checks it and there's blood on, the, on it, which means that he man- managed to get whatever it was with his shotgun. Adam's like, should we go after it? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, they say, like, he's long gone in that maze. Sam's annoyed because it's a trap, you know, and he will kind of walk straight into it. Doesn't matter. You're right. There's a pattern. Joe Barton was a cop. I'm pretty sure he helped out Dad. So we've got him, Dad's girl, and his son. It's all the people that John knew. So uh, they... And Adam says it wants revenge, and they both look at him like, yep. <laughs> no, I never understood how this could have worked. Like, even knowing there's two of them. Yeah. How did he get the vents to, like, make the noise? I don't know. I thought this too, like, oh, they must have worked as a team to pull this off. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the other goal the whole time in both, both places. So mm-hmm. I guess they just move real quick. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they go back to Adam's house, and Dean's like, "Get everything, we're going." He wants to leave town. Sam says we shouldn't leave, and I like where he puts his foot up because he's been hurt. I don't know why. I thought he was going to say like, "I've been bitten, and I'm going to turn into a ghoul at some point." <laughs> um, and Dean's like, "Well, yeah, and we we can't stay here, like you know where the the kid's mum got ganked." So this is where they kind of diverge, and I thought this was really important. Dean wants to go drop Adam off at Bobby's. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you know, we're going to go drop him off, then we'll come back here and we'll kill it. And Sam says, no, he wants to use Adam as bait. I mean, Dean yeah. calls him bait, but that's the idea. Mm-hmm. John used Dean as bait so many times. We even see it in Dead Man's Blood. He used him as bait on the side of the road for the vampires. Yep. I wonder at what age he started using... Well, we know, actually, don't we? Because in Something Wicked, he used Sam as bait. Really. Yeah. Intentionally or not. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is Dean kind of reconciling that with himself. Like, he would always have been preferred to be dropped off at Bobby's than being used as bait in a hunt. Whereas, like... Sam is John, so he's like, no, we're going to, you know, the morals are kind of not, not there. Mm. And also, like, it's the, it does, it's a means to an end. Everything is a means to an end. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Again, though, it, at least it's like Dean not wanting to be like John. Mm-hmm. Also brings me back to why the the Jack and Dean interactions are like don't make sense. There was character growth here, where he didn't want to be like John anymore, and then he was. Yeah. So you know, Dean does say that he could die, and sounds like well we could all die. 
even if we do kill this thing, there are tons of other freaks that want revenge on dad on us. What if they find the kid instead and he's not ready? This is the one point I will concede to Sam. It is likely now that like other supernatural things know of his existence, they probably would come after Adam, especially the demons yeah. mm-hmm. and use him against them. But again, drop him off at Bobby's. <laughs> like, you know? Mm-hmm. Bobby would gladly take on that responsibility. V- very much so. He definitely, definitely would. You know, he'd be like, oh, another of John's kids. Like, what? I'll do this right by this one. Yeah, why am I not surprised? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then Adam walks in and he he says, I'll do it, whatever it takes. I'll do it. I want to do it. I'm really surprised that like, just just because of the way Sam's been lately with Dean, Mm -hmm. that he didn't make a Ben reference to the fact that like, I mean, yes, Ben is technically not his son, but Mm -hmm. it kind of like, we've decided that he is. He is. Instead of saying getting one past the goalie, he could have been something along the lines of like, well, look at you and Lisa or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, actually. He totally could have uh, made some kind of snide comment about that in this episode. Mm -hmm. Because they are not getting on at all at the moment. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I really didn't like this scene. It made me, uh, I don't know, Sam, no. I know we we know you're John, but you don't have to be John in this way. Mm-hmm. No sacrificing your family members for like a hunt. Come on. Yeah, like Adam's eighteen. Like he's so young. Mm-hmm. It doesn't see it doesn't seem young when you're eighteen at the time, and then you get to like thirty and you're like, oh, they're just babies. <laughs> you're still a teenager. You're still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's it's so sad because like. It's, it's almost like it's jealousy, right? A little bit. Yeah, and no, it's not even subtext. Dean does call him out on this later. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think Sam is jealous. He may not mm-hmm. be even consciously aware of the fact that he's jealous, but he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, presumably, Adam was getting John's full support of going to college and doing medicine... And Sam had to fight for every step that he took out of that lifestyle. That's very true. Yeah. No, no, I definitely agree with you. I I do think Sam is jealous of Adam. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they both are. Oh, yeah. Dean definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. For different reasons, they're both very jealous of him. Mm -hmm. We see Sam and Adam. um, They're outside. They're (laughs) shooting a trespassing sign, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Sam's really good at shooting. He's like getting it in the target, and he's like, "It's easy. You just type, like, pull it and time it, or whatever." And um, Adam takes it from him, and he manages to get all three shots to hit the sign. And and Sam's like, "You're a natural, good shooting." Again, like, that should have been another like warning sign. Whoa! That like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people are not that good. <laughs> the first time you give them a gun. They would just assume Winchester genetics. You've got a good eye. You're yeah, basically Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> so we see Sam, like, you know, patting him on the back and being all proud of him. And, like, in the distance, Dean is just brooding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy with this situation. Yes. So we've had some really funny, like, little sibling moments. Yeah. How funny would it have been if, like, Dean had made a comment about Sam shooting when he was a kid, like, the first time he... Yeah. 
yeah tried to shoot a target like better than you mate or whatever <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i want some insight into their childhood and then adam to make a comment on like wait you learned to shoot a gun when you were how old yeah you know exactly. like something to show that it's like super messed up which we know we do know it mm-hmm. it's confirmation yeah so they're back in adam's house and um Sam's taking him through some supernatural books and in the middle of telling him the story, he's like, so then we lit it on fire <laughs> and explains to him how I make a homemade flamethrower. Like, oh, I'll just show you, it's super easy. Mm-hmm. I do think some of this, we've been really harsh on Sam this episode. I do think some of this is something you said at the beginning. It's him being in like big brother mode and him wanting to do some of the things that Dean did for him. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll show you how to make a homemade flamethrower. Like, I'll teach you how to shoot. Like, Dean did all these things for me. Like, I'm gonna, I would like to show someone else how to do it. Mm-hmm. So there is a bit of excitement there too about teaching someone your skills. Right? It's quite satisfying. Yeah. It leans into who sort of Sam becomes later on. Yes. Like being a leader of a group of hunters. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just, it's all. It's all like plotting points to like how Sam could be and then they don't do anything with that. <laughs> right, I know, it's really frustrating. But he's a good teacher, he's a good older brother and I, we've been talking about Jack and Dean because Jack is Dean's kid but like Sam is his uncle, big brother kind of mm-hmm. vibe and he definitely takes on that role. Like he is super sympathetic to Jack's situation and is very good with talking to him. Yeah. Um, and even forgives him quicker than Dean does over Mary. And then Sam gives Adam the talk. Not that talk. The other talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's already had that talk. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so. And probably with John. Oh my God. Like, I bet, I bet this is how it went. It was Dean who had to explain the birds and the bees to Sam. <laughs> and Dean had to figure it out on his own. 100%. Absolutely. And then John was the one that had all the parenting talks with, I, I mean, also with, with the nurse as a mother, I'm pretty sure like he's been, he's known all of this stuff for a long time because <laughs> nurses have no filter, which I absolutely love. <laughs> it's very, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not that talk. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the hunting, hunting talk. So being a hunter isn't a job, Adam. It's life. You're pre-med. You got a girlfriend, friends. I wonder who Adam's girlfriend was. We never get to meet her. He never mentions her again. You know, Sam says, well, not anymore, you don't. If you're really going to do this, you can't have those kinds of connections ever. They're weaknesses, and you'll just put those people in danger, get them killed. Dean, it focuses on him because he, he is, like, not joining in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Sam says, that's the price we pay. You cut them out and you don't look back. There's only one thing you can count on. Family. Which... All of that is absolute horseradish. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't, all of those connections that he's talking about, mm-hmm. they become your family. Yeah. All of the people that they, Sarah, which was, you know, a long time ago, obviously not mentioned anymore. Yeah. Lisa and Ben, like, there are people out there who you have connections with. It's just. I don't know. It's it's just really. It's a fantasy. It is. It's yeah. It's a fantasy. And th- this this conversation is really funny because obviously it's come from John. This could have been Dean maybe two seasons ago, but it isn't now. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think I can't see Dean giving this same speech now. No, not at all. 
um, which is super interesting because, yeah, he he basically he basically oh, which episode was it? I think it was Shadow. He basically said this exact same thing to Sam too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was that episode. Mm-hmm. Dean, I mean, Dean pulls him up and he's like, can I talk to you? And he like takes him out of the room. Dad gave you that exact same speech, remember? It was just before you ditched us for Stanford. You hated Dad for saying that stuff, and now you're quoting him? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least they do call each other out, because Dean's calling out Sam here. When Dean tried to give Sam that same talk before in that previous episode, I think Sam did say, you're not Dad. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah. Sam says, well, it turns out Dad was right. And then Dean's like, since when? Like, since when do you agree with him? Because Sam's always butting heads with John. Yeah. And then Sam says, do you know what I see when I look at Adam? And Dean's like a normal kid. And Sam says, no, meat. Because demons and monsters out there, that's all he is. I hated Dad for a long time. But now I think I understand. So we didn't have a dog in a white picket fence. Okay. So what? Not touching that one. Nope. Dad did right by us. He taught us how to protect ourselves. Adam deserves the same. So does that mean that he hates everybody else? <laughs> or like, what What does that mean? What does that mean? That because you're aware of that there's monsters out there, what? <laughs> it's almost like he's saying it's like his moral duty to tell Adam this stuff because he's going to get involved in it. So he needs to be able to protect himself. You know, maybe he's maybe Sam's putting himself back in the situation that he was when he was Adam's age, right? If he'd had some more of the skills he has now, say like his psychic abilities and stuff, maybe he would have been able to protect people like Jessica. Mm-hmm. And you know, but he but then he's saying like Dad did right by us, so he did. You know, he did pass on all his skills, and it still wasn't enough, though, was it, mm-hmm. to like not get you dragged back in? I don't know. It's very weird to me. This reconciliation that Sam's having with John in his mind is very weird. But, like, I think it's because he's on such a revenge trip now that he he kind of understands him better, I guess. Yeah. It's more seeing people with, like, tools, like, a means to an end, right? I mean, he literally just called Adam Meat. Right. Yeah. Like, well, that's all he is to, to Sam at this point. It's like you're either a hunter or you're a victim. Mm-hmm. Right? So why not bring their little brother in to be a hunter rather than getting him killed? Whereas Dean doesn't see it like that. He doesn't see people as hunters, and not at this point, as hunters mm-hmm. or victim. It's like, well, there are people we're supposed to be protecting. Right. We're, we're supposed to be almost proactive rather than reactive. Yeah. And, like, we we are the ones who should be putting ourselves on the line to save the people that don't need to know about this stuff. Yeah. Whereas Sam's like, well, everybody needs to know about this stuff mm-hmm. and protect themselves. Yeah, pretty much. And again, it's like carrying on John's wishes, right? I mean, Dean does mm-hmm. believe that he wanted him to be norm- normal. Mm-hmm. Um, because he says here, he says, I think it's too late for us. This is our life. This is who we are, okay? And it's fine. I accept that. With Adam, he's still got a chance, man. He can go to school. He could be a doctor. Dean's resignation of like, I accept our lives. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> there is a certain kind of like, yes, sometimes you can be in a bad situation and like kind of almost having that acceptance and then wanting to like better it, is, it can be helpful, right? Mm-hmm. But he's just like, yeah, I accept. He's, he's resigned to it. 
Sam answers him with what makes Adam so special and then Dean says what are you jealous of the kid that's the line where Sam's like well why does why does Adam get to go to college Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot to unpack here the daddy issues are intense (laughs) they are (laughs) they are but yeah I mean as we said before they're both jealous of him Dean's jealous of Adam because he got John's attention and Sam's jealous of Adam because he managed to have John without the supernatural baggage that goes with mm-hmm. it and also he got to he got the support yeah of john to go to college <sighs> he doesn't have their responsibilities mm-hmm. where's the burden exactly <laughs> this child is unburdened <laughs> <laughs> so, he is not cursed with knowledge yeah i mean <laughs> You know, it, it, the, the, the line, it, it was so good. Sam says, Dean, all this is not real. The dad, Adam, knew he wasn't real. The things out there in the shadows, they are real. The world is coming to an end, that's real. Everything else is just part of the crap people tell themselves to get through the day. Adam doesn't have to be cursed. He's a Winchester. He's already cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Sam does not know the weight of those words. Like... <laughs> Not even slightly. <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. I feel, if anything, Adam got the worst curse. I mean, he's fully cursed. Like, cursed before they met him, cursed. <laughs> he's also gone through the Winchester cycle. He died, he came back to life. He died again, Come back came back again. to life. <laughs> Possessed for a bit. <laughs> and then gets killed by lucifer like it's what else do you want (laughs) (laughs) it's the winchester cycle (laughs) he did the whole thing he speed ran it actually (laughs) he did did it in 45 minutes (laughs) again no subtext here it's all text like you just outlined here exactly what sam and dean are thinking they're both Mm -hmm. jealous of him they both have issues with john they both think john wanted different things for them i feel it's it's a lot it's a lot the, so the thing that Sam was saying that like the dad that uh, Adam knew wasn't real. Yeah. That's not true. No. Because bef- the four years before... <laughs> sounds horrible. But the four years before Sam... Yeah. I'm fairly certain that's what John was like. I thought, I expect so. And I'm sure they saw, they saw glimpses of that man. Like, um, you know... Mm-hmm. There probably were moments where he like took them out for ice cream or like, you know, did nice stuff for them. But it's not it wasn't consistent for them. Like and I mean, also for Adam, they are they are giving John a fair amount of credit here. He was in and out of Adam's life and Mm -hmm. probably uncontactable, I reckon, between the times that he was actually seeing him. I'm sure of it. Can you imagine? Like <laughs> the thing is, they did get a, they got a glimpse of it in um, the oh, I can't season three with Bella, her, her first episode. Yeah, when yeah. they go to the the locker, mm-hmm. and it's got he kept Dean's for a shotgun. Yeah, and Sam's soccer trophy. Mm-hmm. This is this is it. Like he's for all his flaws, John had the capacity to be a good dad. Yeah, the problem is, is like the circumstances that they were in meant that he wasn't he's just he wasn't he wasn't a Mm -hmm. good father to them i guess because he was feeling the same way that sam is here like i need to protect them from all the things that are out there 
Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time Adam came along, he realized that it was possible to have a normal life and live alongside the supernatural after seeing other people do. It. I mean, it's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he felt he had to pro- like protect Adam from his other two sons, so they don't drag him into the hunter lifestyle, is extremely douchey. Yeah, douchey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw the reaction that Dean had mm-hmm. when you know Adam was floated around to be his his brother, right? Yeah. The hurt that he had hooked up with somebody else after Mary as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, how dare you betray my mother? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. I think that's quite a common feeling for people whose, like, parents have maybe, like, split up or something's happened to other parents. I think that's fairly common to be like, how could you possibly move on from this person that you say that you love so much? But, mm-hmm. I mean, it does happen. <laughs> I'm also, I saw it as well as, like, oh, another secret. Like, yeah. of all the things we found out about John, this is another secret that we're having to deal with and is now our problem (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so i mean dean says that he's gonna save the kid Uh, whatever is hunting adam i'm gonna find it and when sam says you've already looked he's like well look again (laughs) and just like storms out Mm -hmm. he drives back to that mausoleum and has another look around he eventually kind of settles on a loose stone and pries it away and there's a tunnel Mm mm-hmm <laughs> so at this point, actually, it's a little bit later, but I was like, I can't see anything. So eventually, I came to my computer because I was like, I'm just looking at like slivers of his face. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on because <laughs> it's so dark. It, they did this thing where he like puts the torture down and then picks it up again, puts it up, and so like you can't see what he's doing at times, which was kind mm-hmm. of it was good because it was building a bit of tension. Like you expected something to like grab him, but also mm-hmm. you couldn't see anything. <laughs> Not not a single thing. <laughs> I love I love Jensen for acting this. He looks in that tunnel and like he's just like he bows his head and he's like, oh no. <laughs> and then you can see him like steal himself, like, okay, I'm going in. And then he just yep. goes. It's so realistic. I love it so much. I don't know. He's like, I've already done this once, I have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Alright, here we go. <laughs> so he crawls through this tunnel. And comes out into another room, which is like part of the mausoleum. And he says, home sweet home. And he shines the like light around and he sees bits of bodies. He finds Joe's very distinctive glasses. So that bit of a body is Joe. <laughs> Dean says, sloppy Joe. Gross. The gallows humour. You've got to get through it somehow. Yeah. That's only yeah he he hears something in the tunnel behind him and he shoots into it and the whole tunnel just collapses. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't seem to be any other way out and he doesn't have any signal. He just is like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Adam's house, um, Sam is sealing it up. He's pouring salt everywhere. He's like nailing boards over the doors and mm-hmm. eventually they sort of congregate back at the vent in the floor and says like, this is the only way in and out. If it's coming through, it's coming in here. And then they hear downstairs a door opening and a lady shouting like, Adam, Adam. Mm. And apparently it's Kate. Adam runs down and sounds like, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not your mother. Uh, but they mm. kind of hug and everything. Um, and sounds like really adamant, like step away from her. It's not her. It's definitely not her. Um, and Kate seems really confused. Back with Dean, 
Um, he's looking around this, like, to- this is more of a tomb. It's, it's underground. I don't know why that's yeah. a distinction, but it feels like that is to me. <laughs> Mausoleums are above ground, tombs yeah. are below ground, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I am 100% with you on that one. <laughs> and he finds a coffin and he opens it and you can see that it's Kate and there is, yeah. she's definitely very dead. She's been like eviscerated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the thing in the kitchen's definitely not her. Ooh. You know, so Sam's still shouting at Adam, saying, like, there was too much blood in the vent, she's dead. Which, he's kind of explaining that to him now. It feels like he, they hadn't explained to Adam how likely it was that Kate was dead. Yeah, they kind of skirted around it to, like, mm-hmm. save his feelings. Which, I don't feel like you can save someone's feelings, but like, he's going to find out eventually that she's, like, very dead. Sam shoves Adam away from Kate, and Adam takes the shotgun from him. Super easily, by the way. I think because Sam's almost passing it to him and then telling him to shoot her. Yeah, I guess so. He gives it up. I think Sam gives it up easy too. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Adam's shouting at her, Sam's looking like really confused and he's like, come on, you have to shoot her. It's not your mother. Shoot it, it's not human! Adam like points the gun at Kate and then smiles and says, I know. And then hits Sam with the gun and he mm-hmm. goes down. So we further confirm that, you know, something's going on because we go back to Dean and he opens another coffin and inside we see dead Adam and there's like blood everywhere. They did a really good job on his face. He's got like black circles under his eyes. He's like, oh. Yeah. Um, and Dean's like, oh, he's actually shocked this time. <laughs> I was shocked. Yes. I, I was like, oh. Wait, what? what? (laughs) That just changed everything I kind of remembered about Adam for some reason. It did. And I was like, Adam's not dead. What are you talking about? Adam's not dead. No, he's got to come. You know, he's got things to do. (laughs) There there are things. But there are very important things. (laughs) It actually does make more sense that he's dead, though, because now he's easily accessible to oh, angels okay. but yeah what tra- the tragedy of adam i mean poor kid he would he never known have known why he got murdered by a ghoul that's right? very and true. he died pretty horribly i mean we'll go into that in a bit mm-hmm. and then so ends up in heaven presumably mm-hmm. not knowing what's going on probably not knowing that he's even dead right and then gets dragged back <laughs> probably by the same angel that took him up in the yeah. first place possessed by michael mm-hmm Almost immediately thrown into hell. <laughs> Almost immediately. <laughs> with a with a different brother. Right? Well, a stranger. Because yes. he doesn't know who these people are. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally has no idea who these people are. So, I mean, Sam and Adam would have, would have had a very interesting conversation in the cage. Mm-hmm. If they ever got a chance to talk. Because it's like... Sam would have been like, Adam, and he would have been like, who the, f- who the frick are you? <laughs> yeah. All right. his, his whole life was just one giant confusion. It was. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, John Winchester. Yeah, basically. <laughs> wow, that's the real curse, having John Winchester as a father. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Winchester curse. That is, I mean, yes. <laughs> Oh, gosh. And you're never going to convince me otherwise. (laughs) Dean is looking around trying to find, like, a a way to escape. And then he looks up and there's a stained glass with no of an angel. 
Of course oh there is. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> it's like cherubic as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's some symbolism there that's very on the nose. Yeah. I wonder if they're like, well, we can't get Cass in this episode or we can't get Misha in for this episode. Yeah. Let's just put an angel in. I legitimately thought like he was going to look at that angel and be like, oh yeah, that's right. I can just pray to cast. That's but what I thought too. No, no. <laughs> Not at this point. No. He, he's too self-reliant at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're back at the Milligan house and um, Sam is t- tied to a table um, and he starts to stir and he's got like duct tape all around him. Mm-hmm. Sam realizes what they are. I want to run of the tests worked. You're not shapeshifters. You're ghouls. And Kate says, oh, you know, I find that term racist. But they don't give an they don't give an alternative to ghoul. Right. So <laughs> ghouls always Please make tell me, me. It always makes me think of like always sunny. Just like Charlie and Frank being like, we wanna go in the sewers and be ghouls or whatever. <laughs> it gets rather creepy rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um Kate's all about like fresh meat. Can you can you imagine being Sam in this situation? You are looking at a copy of the woman that your dad slept with and like met up with regularly. Yeah. And she's about to like cut you up. It's it's a weird, it's a weird situation. <laughs> yeah. Also really... he doesn't try and really like use his psychic powers at any point in this situation. I was thinking cuz it focuses a lot on his hands and stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering like can he not do anything is it only against demons? I thought he had some kind of like slight telekinesis. Yeah. They changed the rules on his powers, I'm thinking. I think so. I mean, I, I thought they were focusing on his hands because he was like trying to like wiggle free. Yeah, there is that too. But I, yeah, it was, I don't know. He just seemed to like, I don't know, give up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. He was, look, he was being very defiant, but mm-hmm. he was also like, well, I'm tied to this table. Just got to wait Something for Dean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damsel in distress. <laughs> um, so Sam is just sort of chastising himself a little bit because he says, oh, I should have known, but it was the fresh kills that like threw me. Mm-hmm. Ghouls don't usually, like he's, why are you talking to them like they're us, but okay. <laughs> like the audience. Yeah. Uh, ghouls don't usually go after the living. See, you're just filthy scavengers feeding off the dead, taking the form of the last corpse you choked down. Adam in quotation says and their thoughts and their memories like Adam for instance yeah well we are what we eat quite good I mean yeah literally yeah (laughs) I like it I I like the ghoul thing they should have had more ghouls right instead of shapeshifters hmm interesting like what's the genealogy of a ghoul are they related to shapeshifters did they evolve down the same like tree pathway thing Mm -hmm. (sighs) mm-hmm Where's, yeah. Where's, the Where's Eve yeah. and her, like, monsters, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam calls them monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam's like, you know, you, call, you use that word a lot, Sam. While this is happening, Kate has cut Sam's arm and is, like, drinking the blood. And she says, it tastes different. It's really interesting because he calls them monsters and then we see her drinking his blood. And it's like... Sam, literally, like, two episodes, you were drinking Ruby's blood. You're not calling mm-hmm. yourself a monster, though, are you? Nope, because nope. he's doing it for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> <laughs> Adam explains why they're coming for revenge, because, you know, 
their father was the as in the ghoul's father mm-hmm. was a monster why because he ate he he didn't hurt anybody he didn't hurt any living people anyway mm-hmm. kate continues says no he was no monster the thing that killed him was a monster named john winchester which i feel like that's not the first time somebody's called john winchester a monster in this context but i could just be thinking of this as well <laughs> that's true I mean, they definitely have come across this, but not in this these kind of blatant terms of monsters seeing hunters as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just trying to live their lives. Yeah. And then these people come along and murder them. Mm-hmm. And really, yeah, they're right. Like, they're just eating dead people. Like, yep. what harm are they doing other than it's like it's upsetting to the community? upsetting to the living yeah exactly but they need to eat they're like mm-hmm. it's like getting mad at like a lion for killing a zebra yeah, <laughs> that's true. had had adam in quotation marks lived he has all of the knowledge from adam being a pre-med so like he could be go on to become a doctor or like a morgue te- technician yeah. you know he just he just takes the john does or the jane does exactly so we're back at the tomb Dean's found like a long piece of metal off of one of the coffins and like goes sort of pushes it to underneath the stained glass and like breaks it. He says holy crap which was really funny because yeah. <laughs> he's just about to smash an angel anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he like gymnastics himself out of there like <sighs> I don't know why you'd go about it that way rather than just I mean I guess it's easier to Lift your leg. I don't know. It was extremely impressive. It really was. <laughs> I'm like, if that was me, I'd be screwed. There's, I don't have the upper body strength to like get up there. It's like, it's whole body strength. He holds his arms up, lifts his legs up, hooks them over, and then like, <laughs> they should have one time. They should have got Dean to do some kind of trapeze. I feel like he would have been good at it. <laughs> yes, that would have been, been fun. So we're then back at the Milligan house and Adam's just like stuck his finger in the wound with the side of, in Sam's side. I'm just like, how many infections have they had? (laughs) I mean, none because they have like a, what's it? Plot armor. Plot armor, yeah. (laughs) Um, Because then Adam like pulls out his finger, it's covered in blood. Like he's really gotten in there and he like just licks the finger. It's just like... (laughs) That's your brother. That's gross. <laughs> That's your fake brother. How dare you? <laughs> and Kate says, you know, thanks to your daddy, my brother and I grew up on our own. We, uh, but at least we had each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam's like, just like you and your brother. But I mean, that's confirming that ghouls have sex, as in like male and female. I like well, yeah, because they, they were. I think they're born and not made. That's what I mean. Like that's it's so mean yeah. to call them monsters because they literally. They're not even made into monsters. They're just born. Mm-hmm. They're born that way. They they eat corpses. Like leave them alone. It's like um, in Metamorphosis. What what was the creature? Oh, the Rougarou. Yeah, exactly. Rougarou, yeah. There's other ones as well. There's the Kitsune, which would have been a better monster, by the way. If any monster was going to take them out at the end of 1520, the Kitsune would have been a better one, because they literally murdered her mother. And then said, when you're older, you can come after us if you want. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. that would have actually been a good throwback, just saying. Um, mm-hmm. Also, 
was a was a literal ghoul a better dad than John Winchester? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we don't we don't know what the ghoul's life was like like did it just have like a everyday life and then sort of eight corpses at night kind of thing or i don't think so because of what adam says in this yeah i guess so yeah like you said sam the only thing you can count on is family kate continues and says and for 20 years we lived like rats graveyard after graveyard all that stinking flesh. Yeah. And then one day they decided that, you know, why not just move up to people? Mm-hmm. At this time, they're like, you know, cutting into Sam all over the place. Yeah. We knew just where to start. The people that killed our dad, mm-hmm. revenge. And it's never over, is it, Sam? <laughs> and they go, they basically go through like the, they went after Joe first and then they went after Kate and then they went after Adam. Yeah. Um, and so then when they tried to find John using the phone number, oh, they're surprised that he has more children out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why well, they didn't know that, but they were, you know, they were, they were pissed that John was already dead. Mm. So now it's, now it's Sam and Dean's turn and Dean won't interrupt us this time. We're going to feed on you nice and slow. Like we did Adam, which is poor Adam, poor Adam. Do you think it's true? That, yeah, no. I was gonna say, do you think it's true? But yes. Yeah, he got eight. He he got eight zombie style. Yeah. Yeah. They then like set up two bowls under Sam's arms, mm-hmm. and they well, th- this made me really queasy. I'm usually not like that bad with be- people being cut on TV. Yeah. But something about like the I guess where it is because like <laughs> on his arm, like over his veins kind of thing yeah i was like whoa i got a little lightheaded for a second to see that like (laughs) the skin open up in that way oh that's really funny because i have an actual problem with blood where i like do almost pass out if i see it Mm -hmm. stuff on tv has never bothered me (laughs) ever i mean usually it doesn't but there was something about this one that i was like i think it was just like the i don't know and then adam says you know if you move around more you're just gonna bleed out faster Mm mm-hmm Dean appears and says, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. He should have done some finger guns, like, hi, guys. He had a real gun in his hands. That's true. If you don't need to see finger guns if you're carrying a shotgun, I guess. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, you kind of need both hands. You need the, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on the barrel, he could... <laughs> anyway, Sam is coherent enough to tell Dean that they're ghouls. Because mm-hmm. he, he, first of all, shoots Adam yep. and he flies away. And then the second shot is at Kate. And all you see is Kate's body, like, fall without a head. Yeah. That shot took her head clean off. I didn't know she, I didn't know I could do that. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> and after that, like, Dean has his action line moment of saying, which means headshot. <laughs> and then proceeds to not really headshot Adam in any way. What? The thing is, you so you've just confirmed that you need to do a headshot on these creatures. Uh-huh. He goes to Sam first. Like, would you not turn around and be like, okay, well, I only shot the guy in the chest. Let me go reload my gun because I have two shots. Fine. And take out Adam. Yeah. Like, well, this, this is Chuck wanting another older brother, younger brother fight, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets blindsided by Adam yeah. and they start a fight and then, like you see 
Dean take out his frustrations on his younger brother. I mean... Because he takes a bottle and just beats his head in. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of Soldier Boy, and I realised they did actually try to typecast him there, didn't they? Like, because yeah, I, I knew that. When I when I was watching The Boys, and I saw Soldier Boy, like, bashing in that guy's head with the shield. I mean, mm-hmm. spoilers, but fine. We probably should say spoilers for The Boys if we're talking about it. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, I've definitely seen, I've definitely seen Jensen do this before, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. supernatural. <laughs> yeah, um, it was really brutal, actually. I was surprised how brutal it was. I mean, they didn't because of when Supernatural was on, there wasn't really any blood splatter or anything. No, there was a bit behind Kate's body. Yeah, but it was very conveniently like not shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. It, it was, was brutal. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason why Dean really stops is because Sam calls him over. Yeah. Sam's still bleeding out at this point. And Sam cuts him out of the like the rope and the duct tape and gets like some towels and wraps it around his wrists mm-hmm. and like gets him to sit up. It's like surely the first thing you'd have him do is like lift his hands. You need to lie down, you need to put the hands in the yeah. air. This is mm-hmm. bad first aid, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam says thank you. Which is really sweet. And then said that's what family's for. Yeah. Do you think that Dean was actually, like, frustrated with Adam? Or do you think this was, like, you're the monster that killed our younger brother, possibly, of anger? I think it's everything. It's everything. This whole situation was was absolute bullcrap for Dean. He was like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Gotta be a monster. (laughs) I had to crawl through an air duct. I had to crawl through a tunnel. I had to be amongst corpses and skeletons. Yep. I had to deal with the fact my dad had sex with somebody <laughs> who who I guess kind of looks like my, my also dead mum, but like, we can glaze past that. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just, it was too much. And he took Sam's revenge away from him again. He did. There's a lot of revenge blocking. Yeah, Dean Dean beating Adam was like a a facsimile of him is kind of weird. Again, Mm -hmm. though, Adam knows nothing about any of this happening, so it's fine. That's very true. Yeah, he doesn't know. And it was just, it was just a ghoul. I guess we're the racists now. (laughs) Well, we don't know what the proper term is. My, I will glad you, gladly call you what you want to be called, but I need to know what it is. Flesh eaters. Um, Flesh, well, are they though? Because they're corpse eaters. Yeah, corpse eaters quite good. Quite that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They should have said. They should have given us an alternative anyway. Devourers. Oh, I like devour. I can't say that word though. So the last scene of this episode, we see Sam and Dean giving Adam a hunter's funeral. And Sam's like, are you sure that we should do this? And Dean said, well, the ghouls didn't fake those pictures. They didn't fake Dad's journal. He was our brother. He died like a hunter and he deserves to go out like one. They've accepted um, Adam into the Winchester canon. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's now in the Gospel of Winchester, presumably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Sam says something really interesting here. He's like, maybe we can bring him back. Get all the cast calling a favor. And it's like, you can't bring another brother into this cycle, Sam. Like, I was already like, you're suggesting what now? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if it had been the three of them constantly bringing each other back and it would have been more chaotic than it is. 
it would have been disastrous yeah. like because you're bringing somebody who knows nothing yeah about hunting i'm like sorry adam but like, there has to be a lesser Winchester in this trio in it. You. <laughs> you don't get the resurrection yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. Dean says, no, Adam's in a better place, which mm. we know is a lie. Dean knows it's a lie. Tessa told him it's a lie. So stop saying it, Dean. And then they set the pyre on fire. <sighs> this, these last lines, these, these, got, these are like, oh, yeah. So you are aware of how you're writing these characters sometimes. <laughs> Dean says, you know, I finally get why you and dad butted heads so much. You two are practically the same person. And Sam looks at him like, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah. And then Dean, in a moment of like absolute like self-reflection, like, I mean, I can't believe he clocked this about himself. I know. <laughs> it's like... Maybe he is doing some kind of therapy because this is very, like, insightful for Dean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worship the guy, you know? I, I dress like him. I mean, he says dressed. Dress should be... Present tense should still mm -hmm. be there. Especially right now. He's wearing the jacket. He's wearing the jacket. <laughs> he literally, like, I dress like him. Dressed as, as John Winchester. <laughs> like, you are cosplaying your father. Like, yeah. Yeah. I acted like him, I listened to the same music. You were more like him than I will ever be. And Sam just says, I'll take that as a compliment. You shouldn't. Dean says, you take that any way you want. Which, ooh. We try, we try to start argument stuff in here, like. Yep. The, yep. I can't believe that Dean, like, I can't believe Dean called himself out like this. Like, oh yeah, I always just wanted to be a dad. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. we, know, we know it's true. Sam knows it's true. Everyone who ever meets Dean is like, oh, you're just like your father. Like, but I don't think he would be self-aware enough to be like, yeah, I do want to be, I did want to be John Winchester. I don't think he does anymore. No. He uses the past tense a lot here, apart from the listening to the music. Yeah. Um, so that's also, I guess, a moment of growth for Dean. It's like, I acted like him. I don't act mm -hmm. like him now. Yeah. And then him saying, like, you take it any way you want. It's just, that is so sassy. Because <laughs> he didn't mean it as a compliment. He didn't. Nope. No. I mean, what did Dean say about John? He was a selfish, self-obsessed bastard. <laughs> I think so. And he just called Some Sam. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe Sam does want to be like John now, you know, because he was he was praising him early in the episode. Like, you know, he did the best he could. He raised us the way that we should have been raised. He still he definitely still has the hero worship. Yeah. But I think he worships the way that he approached hunting, not anything else. Yeah, I think so, too. I think with the, the problem is, is like, I don't think Sam's seen yet like where revenge takes you, whereas Dean knows. Mm -hmm. you know he hasn't had that final like realization of i don't know it's like never gonna end <laughs> thing. but he well, knows it as well though he did say like it's never over so i don't know i feel like sam still feels responsible for the fact that dean died mm. yeah because dean made the deal so that sam could live and yeah. there and they couldn't sam couldn't do anything he had to get to lilith Mm -hmm. to stop the deal from going through and he could he couldn't do it yeah i mean yeah because actually who's he taking revenge for he's taking revenge for dean mm -hmm. 
I always forget that when he's like, I want to take revenge. But yeah, going after Lilith is revenge for Dean go to hell. So it's interesting that Dean's like not interested in that revenge at all. He's like, yeah, well, it happened, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I've come to grips with it. Like, <laughs> Let bygones be bygones. Let's go open exactly. a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like this episode is such an interesting exploration into them thinking about John. He doesn't get mentioned again for a really long time now. I think it's about like Dean finally coming to terms with the fact that he wasn't a great dad, but he had yes. the capacity to be, mm-hmm. which I think is actually worse sometimes, right? To realise that this person could have been better and they kind of just didn't. They couldn't for you, right? They couldn't right. be a better person for you. Exactly. Like how much would he have loved to, on his 12th birthday or 14th birthday, gone to do anything but yeah. hunt or be left alone somewhere or, or like yeah. did they even know it was his birthday you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they spent christmases alone so i'm sure they spent birthdays alone yeah absolutely um and for sam i mean it's about realizing that oh it's, it's, it's that realization is like i have become my father <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he's kind of fine with it He's fine with it, and but I feel like he... It's that same kind of speech he had with Dean. He's his father, but he feels like he's better than him. Yeah, you're right. There's such a superiority complex about Sam in this season. Mm-hmm. It's all that being hopped up on demon blood. It gives you yeah. a uh, inflated sense of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sense of <laughs> self. Uh, yeah, I love this. I actually really enjoyed this episode. I had forgotten some of the details of it, and I it was a surprise... There were some really good lines in there. I think it's great. Yeah, it was it was a really good episode. It might have to be one of those ones where like I have to remember that it's a good one. Yeah, same. Yeah. And like actually come back to you remember a few episodes ago we were talking about like what episodes do you need to watch to make this look like a movie? Yeah. This one might be in it. I think Because it is actually is kind of important. This is a big plot point. I mean, you can't explain Adam turning up in season five without this episode. So, that's very and true. that's pretty yeah. important. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I think you'd have to include it in that definitely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just—I don't know—it just explains so much about them, where they're at right now in this mm-hmm. this season. Um, it's all crystallized here. I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it, Adam. I did too. And next episode is a cast episode, so like I'm living my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a cast episode. There's like nothing but was it cast? No, that's more Jimmy Novak, it is more really, Jimmy. isn't it? I mean, this is Misha. <laughs> <laughs> Making some spaghetti. <laughs> yep. I will always remember that. I know, right? Iconic. I- it is, it truly is. <laughs> so yeah, the next week's episode is The Rapture. Exciting stuff. Yes. We're very close to the end now. Oh God, we have three episodes. Yep. Yep. Wild. I know, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> then, we get, then we get to do season five and like cry all over again. <laughs> oh, <season five>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm very excited for next week. And at the end of the episode, I'd like to thank Pixel Agora for his wonderful art on our podcast. Uh, if you would like our logo, you can go to our Redbubble and buy it on whatever your little heart desires. <laughs> um, some of the proceeds go back to Jay uh, as a thank you for designing something so wonderful. Um, and as for us, 
we are all over social media so if you'd like to talk to us come and say hi discuss the episode with us tell us where our takes are wrong or where they're really right and jump on the john winchester hate train with us you can find us on facebook instagram tumblr at escaping purgatory podcast or on twitter as just escaping podcast and come say hi so this week as we journeyed through we met a long lost relative <laughs> <laughs> and we discussed how different our lives could have been it then turned out to be all false because <laughs> he was a liar <laughs> so we ran away really quick and hopefully next week we'll be able to find our way out bye bye <laughs>